Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. A uh, couple of things from Buck. He is a stream of conscious kind of guy. He gave so many freaking opinions on the state of baseball that it made me laugh. Number one, he loves the new schedule. He's tired of playing the same people. He's tired of playing division rivals 19 times. I'm mixed about that. I'm open-minded about the new schedule. We're going to do a podcast coming up that really dives into the schedule, the tough parts, the easy parts, the differences in it, road trips you may want to go on. We'll do that coming up real soon. I don't know yet if I like it or not. On the surface, I don't because I'm a traditionalist, but I'm also open-minded enough to know that maybe when we go through a full season and it's not 19 games against the Marlins and 19 games against the Braves and you are playing everybody in baseball, I, I, I'm open-minded enough to say I think there's a chance that by the end of the year I say, yeah, that's pretty cool. The other thing he said, and I've heard managers mention this, when asked about last year and the disappointment of last year, he also went out of his way to not say they lost the division. He went out of his way to say they tied for the division and lost some tiebreaker. <laughs> it's the way you worded it. Buck, the tiebreaker you lost was head-to-head, and you lost that head-to-head by getting swept by the freaking Atlanta Braves in Atlanta. So I'm all for, hey, they finished with the same record. They really didn't, though, because the division was over. That Those final three games were like freaking exhibitions, and they lost one of those games uh, to Miami, didn't they? The, the Braves. So they didn't finish with the same record. I know they did, but they didn't, if we're being fair. But he went on to say, concerning losing a best of three, and, you know, the, the crapshoot of it, that he thinks every playoff series should be best of seven and should be played with no off days. And, and I totally get what he's saying. He's basically saying, look, best of three, best of five is not a fair way to determine the better team. And that's, uh, of course, no one disagrees with that. But that doesn't mean we should change the format. The playoffs are the playoffs. They're crazy. And they're wild. And anything can happen. And the reward is win your freaking division finish with a top two record, and then you don't have to worry about best of three. You got to worry about best of five. And the other thing is, I get why you don't want any off days. You don't want any off days because you want it to be a five-man rotation like the regular season. But if Verlander and Scherzer are Verlander and Scherzer, you will benefit more than anybody else by there being off days so you could potentially, in a best of five series, throw Verlander and Scherzer in four of five games, potentially, if you're willing to pitch somebody on short rest. So the non-off day thing probably benefits the Mets, but I've heard managers say that before. 
Here's the problem, though, and I see where Buck's coming from, because we just talked about the expectations is we're going to make the playoffs, right? I think in the back of Buck's head, the division is nice, but the the pressure to get that division means you got to grind out the entire season. To not worry about that and just play play out the season and make the playoffs, you don't have to grind it out, and you don't have. There's not going to be as much pressure on the team, so that when you do get to the playoffs, it is that that free, and you can play your team. You know, I understand the reward of being in the division and, and getting that first round by, but he he's making the point that the division means too much, which it should, but he doesn't want to play that game. And and Mets fans, I got to be honest, I I can see it already that the division may not be ours again, and I think Buck's okay with that. So I think what last year proved in the National League with Philly and San Diego is that obviously you don't need to win the division. Uh, That was painfully obvious, not just with the Mets, but with the Braves and the Dodgers getting knocked out as quickly as they did. It wasn't just us getting knocked out quickly. The Cardinals, too, if you want to put them in there. Every team with a better record got knocked out. It it was incredible what happened. That doesn't mean it's going to happen every single season. You would still rather win the division. You would still rather automatically go to the divisional series with game one, two, and five in your building. So it's not the end of the world, but it's still important. Now, how do I manage this if I'm Buck Walter, I-, I still am playing the long game like we talked about with the pitchers. I'm still managing for the 162. I think in September, if you're in a pennant race and you're tight, you go for it. That's what I think it comes down to. I don't think you're necessarily using Edwin Diaz for five out saves in July. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I think when you're in September, if this is close, the division matters. Last year may not be the rule. It may be the exception. And just because it was the first time we saw this format, the way it was laid out, doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen every single year. So the division still matters. I, I want to win the division personally. If the Mets had won the division last year, would things have been different? Maybe they just lose in the divisional series. I don't know. I can't tell you they do or they don't. I have no idea. Maybe they do better. Max has extra rest. Think about that. If Max Scherzer wasn't healthy and the Mets won the division, they would have had how many extra days before they opened up that divisional series against what turned out to be the Philadelphia Phillies. So I can't tell you what happens just because the Phillies upset the Braves and the Mets flamed out against the Padres doesn't mean they would have lost to Philadelphia, which is another reason why it's not the end of the world. I'm not saying it is. Obviously, you can make the playoffs as a wild card team and go on a run, but I would prefer to win the division. They don't have, and Buck went through this, some of the battles that they have in camp. They really don't have a lot of battles. The Yankees have battles. The Yankees have a third base battle, third base shortstop battle, a left field battle, a fifth starter battle. And obviously everybody has back of the bullpen. Everybody has 25th guy on a roster, 26th guy on a roster. Buck did put over the bullpen battles and said those spots are as important as Verlander. He did say that. Those spots are as important as a top-line starting pitcher. And he's obviously right. You're going to have seven or eight guys in your bullpen, which is another discussion. How many guys should you have in your bullpen? Um, Who's going to be there? Who's in this bullpen? Zach Britton had a workout today in which he was showing off his arm to everybody out there. I think six teams showed up. The Mets happened to be one of them. 
I'd bring him in. I think the Met concern right now is handing out another guaranteed contract, another you're on this roster, because there are a lot of options for this bullpen. Buck brought up Trevor Williams and replacing him. He said that's a big deal. He's right. He's not wrong. Trevor Williams was really good last year. He was really good in spot starts. He was really good coming into a game in the second inning when a guy gets hurt or coming into the game in the third inning when a guy gets his ass kicked. Trevor Williams is a really, really valuable guy. Who is Trevor Williams coming out of spring training? It's not David Peterson to me. Like, if David Peterson is not in this rotation and they're not using a six-man rotation, does David Peterson make sense as A, a guy in the bullpen, but a high leverage guy, not somebody who's being treated as a long man? Or does he make more sense in AAA? He's got two more option years left. Uh, by the way, let me explain the option stuff because I know it's confusing. If you have options. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So let's say David Peterson has two option years left. Um, there's, there's Stephen Nagosik has no options. So Stephen Nagosik has to make the team. If he doesn't make the team, he cannot be optioned to the minors. He's placed on waivers. Anybody can claim him. So a guy like Stephen Nagosik almost has an inside track on making the team. But David Peterson has two option years left. Uh, Tyler McGill has three. Every single player has five options during the regular season. So when you hear two option, it's option years. Every single player who has options have five options. That's a new rule in baseball that started last year because they don't want guys shuttled up, up and down, up and down, up and down 12 times. Once you're optioned five times, you're out of options. So... David Peterson has options. He can go to the minor leagues. I don't like him as a long man. There are two options to me, no pun intended, for David Peterson. High leverage reliever, throw him right in there. I know he didn't look all that good last year doing that. We saw that in the Yankee game. Or he's pitching every fifth day, which is probably the answer, which sucks. Pitching every fifth day, if it's not in the major leagues, it's in the minor leagues. The long man is probably... Alizair Hernandez, the kid they got from Miami. That's probably the guy. Um, Is he as good as Trevor Williams? No, but he's going to have to be. Tyler McGill is another one who's interesting. Because right now, here's the bullpen in terms of locks. Like, these guys are in the bullpen. And for the sake of this, let's say there are eight bullpen spots, five starters, eight bullpen guys. That gets you to 13 pitchers. Let's just assume they're going to carry 13 pitchers. That's my best guess. You got your five starters. Verlander, Scherzer, Senga, Carrasco, Quintana. Put them to the side. Here are the relievers that are on this team, barring injury. Edwin Diaz. David Robertson. Brooks Raleigh. Drew Smith. Adam Adovino. Five guys. They are locks. They are not being sent down because none of them have options other than Drew Smith. They are on the team, okay? That gives you three spots. That's not a lot. Three spots. Zach Green 
is the kid they took in the Rule 5 draft from the New York Yankees. If he's not on the Major League roster, he's gone. He goes back to the Yankees. The Yankees have a history of allowing guys to leave via the Rule 5 and then turning out to be awesome. So I'm a little partial to as long as Zach Green looks competent, he's in the bullpen. I just mentioned Nagosik. Now, I'm not telling you Steven Nagosik is freaking Rob Dibble in his prime. I don't know why I used Rob Dibble. Uh, Steven Nagosik is not Dellen Betances in his prime. That one sucks, too. I'm not saying Steven Nagosik is Eric Gagne in his prime, but do you just want to lose him? Do you just want to send him away? Then he's on the team. Then you've got Jeff Brigham, who they got from Miami. Then you've got John Curtis, who they rehabbed last year. Then you've got Steven Ridings, who they claimed off waivers from the Yankees. Then you have the David Peterson, Tyler McGill, Eliasar Hernandez, Joey Lucases of the world. That's a lot of guys for really three spots. That's, that's a battle. That's a battle. That is a battle. And the one guy that sticks out the most to me, and I don't know exactly why, but he rehabbed John Curtis. Yeah. He from, from Miami, if I'm correct, right? Mm-hmm. He he was really good a couple of years ago, if I'm correct, in that role. And I could see him when you have a history of being in that role already. That's why I didn't. I love Trevor Williams in that spot. Uh, I'm cool with trying to bring him back again. How is he going to look rehabbed after being away for a year? It depends. But that's the guy that first sticks out to me that he's already done that. He's been there before. It makes the most sense. What would you do with McGill then? You know, obviously these guys are going to have to show themselves here in spring training and pitch well, but is Tyler McGill a guy you keep in AAA in case there's an injury to be a depth starter? Is he a guy you make a short reliever? Is it a guy you keep as a long reliever? I I think ultimately you're eventually going to get to that six-man rotation. So to have a McGill and a Peterson ready in AAA to be available, to step up in a a pinch, and then eventually join the rotation, especially because realistically – whether it's Carrasco, maybe even Quintana, I don't know how how if everyone's going to stay healthy the whole time too. You know that one, of, yeah. you know that one of these guys are going to come up and pitch ten starts no matter what. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. Like we're going to do at some point on one of the podcasts coming up. I'm going to make a prediction on the exact 26 man roster, and the reason I'm going to get it wrong, besides I ain't perfect, is someone's going to get hurt. You know, I'm mentioning all these names. Guys are going to get hurt, and that sucks. And you hope it's not serious, and you hope it's not the top-end guys, but guys are going to get hurt. You know, I mentioned those five locks of Diaz, Robertson, Raleigh, Smith, and Adovino. They got to stay healthy. And by the way, there's a few guys I am forgetting because those guys I just mentioned are all on the 40-man roster. There are non-roster invitees like a TJ McFarlane and a Tommy Hunter, and I bring them up because both guys are Buck guys. Buck loves TJ McFarlane from his Baltimore days. He loves Tommy Hunter. So those names I mentioned, really 11 guys for three spots, there are more. There's Tommy Hunter. There's TJ McFarlane. There's uh, Jimmy Yacobonis. There's William Woods. There's a few other guys. Really, to me, it's Hunter and McFarlane because they do have that Buck connection. So there's going to be a lot of Met fans, and I'm one of them, who say, hey, Zach Britton, Zach Britton, Zach Britton. I think a part of why they're hesitant is all those names I just mentioned because they can't keep all of them. And if you sign Zach Britton to a guaranteed contract, that's another guy who's guaranteed. So there's less roster spots that are available. 
why do you why you seem to be on um, Nagozik as bringing him back and making him part of it? I obviously understand because of the options, and you don't want to you you prefer to hold on to him. But if you had a choice, because I feel like that's probably what it's going to be. If you bring in Britain, Nagozik's got to go, either him or or, or Green. Uh, and that's what sucks, man, because. Steven Nagosik, when he pitched last year with the Mets, was pretty good. I mean, he didn't come up here and suck. He wasn't bad the times he was up here. And everyone else that I mentioned can simply go to AAA. Everyone I mentioned, Steven Riddings, he can go to AAA. Uh, Joey Lucchese, he can go to AAA. Jeff Brigham, go to AAA. Everybody can go to AAA. So I think what ends up happening, and I totally get why, and I'm kind of on board with it, is the guys who can't go to AAA have a leg up because I lose them. Zach Green and Steven Nagosik, if they look decent in spring training, now you could trade them because there could be another team that says, hey, I want this guy. You'd absolutely do that. But they just have the leg up because I don't care how well Bryce Montes de Oka pitches. He could always stick his ass in AAA. So it's going to be the way guys pitch. Let's just be perfectly honest. How they pitch and who stays healthy. Can we? I still like the sign Zach Britton. Don't get me wrong. I think adding another lefty to the bullpen would be awesome. Can we hope that whether it's John Curtis, whether it's Nagozik or whatever, looks so great they could package him and Darren Ruff to get anybody <laughs> else in the world? I stand by the fact Darren Ruff will not be on the New York Mets at the start of 2023. And we'll get into that position player side of things in a couple of days on the next Rico because that's another topic of discussion. 